Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 17th of November, 2021. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com and on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other podcasts. And we're still also number 16 of the top 50 space podcasts that you can listen to. And you can check that out if you'd like, at Feedspot. There's been a very huge happening in space news, and it's been going throughout the world, basically. Can you imagine being on the International Space Station, sound asleep, and then get a wake-up call like this? Hey, Mark, good morning. Sorry for the early call. Uh, We were recently informed of a satellite breakup and uh, need to have you guys uh, start reviewing the safe haven procedure. It's uh, 9.21. We are planning on performing through block eight, which will include closing the radial hatches. Uh, The time of concern is 0600. Copy, 9.21. We're looking at executing that through step eight and including closing the lateral hatches and time of concern is 0600. Okay. That's a good read. Uh, We have a step on the ground to configure um, before you guys close those radial hatches. Uh, We will be sure to let you know when we are ready for you to perform your steps. Sounds good. Thanks for the heads up. At the time, they didn't know what was the cause of the satellite breakup. But as time went on throughout the day, more information came in. And what it turned out to be was an ASAT uh, set off by Russia, a test, ASAT test, which is an anti-satellite test which means that they sent up a projectile to the Cosmos 1408 satellite that was in an orbit probably about approximately 480 kilometers above the Earth, pretty high up, um, higher than uh, you know most of the uh, low-Earth object satellites. But um, the, the, bre- the breakup of that satellite caused, at, the, at this moment that they know, about 1,500 pieces of space debris, of satellite space debris, that they can track with radars and, and other uh, objects, you know, sensors and things like this. 1,500 of the debris, in the, what they're calling a debris cloud. And uh, some indications were thousands, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of other sized pieces of space debris. So all that is traveling around um, in orbit, and that's why they woke the International Space Station astronauts and cosmonauts up to do safe haven, which means they're supposed to get into uh, space capsules, close the hatches that are supposed to be outlined on their procedures, close the hatches just in case the International Space Station takes a hit. And with such a large space debris pattern, as, as they said the space debris cloud was at the time, right after uh, the uh, impact, the ASAT, anti-satellite uh, test impact of that projectile sent up by Russia, as they know now, the space debris particles, the, the uh, items, were close together. So they were all traveling pretty pretty bound up close together. So, you know, if you're hit by one, you're going to probably be hit by many, is what, the, what the, the worry was. And that's why they were calling, what is it, indication yellow, they were saying. 
and um, as you'll hear it in a little bit more because even uh, though as time goes on the debris pattern you know breaks up and, and, and spreads out further at the time that this call was made to the ISS it was still pretty much together which means uh, an impact would be massive there because so many pieces of debris if it did hit would probably hit at the same time and they're saying that some of the debris could have been scattered, you know, hundreds of kilometers further away, up or down in orbit. So some higher, some lower. Some are indicating that this debris pattern will take five to ten years to actually come down from space. All of it is they're estimating. But it's going to be up there for a while. And as it um, spreads apart, it's going to be uh, causing a cone, what many uh, informational experts are saying it's going to be like a cone around the earth which means it's going to impact a lot of other satellites there's been so much on social media uh, talking about this and condemnation and, and China's space station the Tiangong space station is also uh, could be impacted but I guess as of now the Chinese haven't said much just they acknowledge it happens um, obviously the Tiangong space station for China is much smaller than the International Space Station which is a lot large much larger uh, object in Earth, a bigger target, so to say, uh, for space debris. And and there is space debris happening all the time. They're doing uh, maneuvers to you know anti you know maneuvers to get away from space debris to avert space debris collisions, things like this. But uh, um, something of this magnitude, where there's 1,500 larger pieces going around all together, bunched together, and it did get close to the International Space Station, as many projected um, graphs have showed as people are sharing on the internet. If you go to my Twitter feed, which is uh, twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta, you can see quite a few of those uh, graphs and, and different tweets from some of the experts that I follow that talk about this. Um, U.S. Space Command condemned it. They're saying they, they, you know, Russia had to know what was going to happen if they did this. Many other countries are condemning this. So it's a major, it's a major space news story. Now, many people are, are, are mad about this. And Russia is saying, um, in, in, in some um, news agencies is reporting this, Russia is saying, well, yeah, we did it, but, you know, it's not going to really impact the ISS or the Chinese space station. It'll be okay. <laughs> Basically, they're saying, well, it might not be okay. Cosmos uh, 1408 was pretty large, pretty large satellite. And, uh, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, at one point, and here's some more audio from uh, the uh, ground to the International Space Station that shares where um, the um, American astronauts were thinking about, you know, they were going to, they were told to get into Dragon possibly in case uh, the space station does get hit and they have to come home. And if Dragon gets hit, you'll hear some more here, but let me listen to this audio, I'll let you listen to this audio where they talk about Dragon at the time being a uh, lifeboat basically. Answer your question earlier about suits. We can support you getting into suits at your discretion. It's your call. Just to note that the Soyuz crew is not in suits. And then heads up 15 minutes to the next debris field past TCA. Is it is the uh, conjunction still yellow risk or has it changed? It's an equivalent yellow uh, for the next debris pass. And then also we, we are um, estimating that the probability of a hit to Dragon would be lower than the rest of ISS. And Endurance is uh, SpaceX on console to have a conversation on Dragon to ground about forward actions if we do have a hit. And Endurance Houston, like, yes, uh, SpaceX is on console. If it's under half an hour, we are thinking about coming back on the station. If it's more than half an hour, we are thinking space suited and potentially come back home. This is all if Dragon makes a hit. 
And endurance Houston, uh, alteration to that proposal. If if Dragon takes a hit, we will get you back on station. We'll come back on the station regardless if uh, Endurance takes a hit. And Endurance Houston, on Square One, just want to reiterate that we think it's small likelihood that Dragon would get a So, talking about the uh, SpaceX Crew Dragon being used as a lifeboat, just in case. And, you know, the cosmonauts were doing their thing, talking to their ground control, I'm sure, and making arrangements uh, just in case something major happened to the International Space Station. Also, um, early on, uh, let's see, it's Slingshot Aerospace shared some video and some photos of the orbital uh, Cosmos 1408 before the uh, ASAT and then after the ASAT it actually shows just the satellite alone on the screen and then it shows afterward the debris after impact and you can see that on uh, just go to Slingshot's um, Slingshot Aerospace their Twitter feed or I've got a copy of it on my Twitter feed also but I mean this, this was a major event this ASAT and they're going to be talking about this for a long time before we were talking about space debris quite a bit but uh, not to this extent. This is um, this is a major space debris event, and um, could have been uh, taken care of differently. So we just have to wait and see what happens. But you're going to be seeing a lot of news stories here on the uh, Russian ASAT event. Okay, another space news. Here's one from Gizmodo. Uh, a 1980s space telescope may have seen Planet Nine. Observations by the first infrared space telescope saw something weird beyond Uranus. I guess uh, in 1983, astronomer Michael Rowan Robinson conducted a search for the proposed 10th planet, uh, Pluto still being the planet at the time, using data from the infrared astronomical satellite, the first infrared space telescope. And it says that um, nothing was looked at at the time, but they pondered and they went back through it uh, just recently. And now they say they found uh, something weird, as they're saying. Something that is uh, seen in their data. They're saying, hey, maybe we found Planet Nine, as they're saying. I know there's a lot of um, different uh, radio shows and, and, and different shows that are sharing, uh, or actually were sharing much more about Planet Nine in the past. I know Art Bell, prior to his death, he had quite a few guests that actually talked about Planet Nine. It was a big conspiracy thing going on about Planet Nine in the, in the past. Not so much now, but uh, this article popped up. And if you want to read more about that, go to my Twitter feed and you can read about the possibility of Planet Nine being discovered on past data. Hey, that DART mission, the mission that's going to be sending a uh, object, a spacecraft, to intercept and uh, actually make contact with an asteroid, their little update says the, the world's first planetary defense test mission, the DART mission, is set to launch no earlier than 1.20 a.m. Eastern Time, November 24th, which is 10.20 Pacific Time, November 23rd, on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from SL Delta 30 in California. So, DART update. Liftoff of Vega rocket from French Guiana, boosting three series electronic intelligence satellites into orbit for the French military. That was the 16th of November. That happened 
It looks like uh, the launch was successful and later data showed that the satellites were put into the proper orbit and working correctly. So a good launch of the Vega rocket from French Guiana. Well, China's been sharing quite a bit of video from uh, the, the Shenzhou 13 crew at the uh, Tiangong Space Station. One of the recent shares was a uh, astronaut from the Shenzhou 13 crew reading for a TV show uh, called The Readers. And they were reading uh, a book, I guess, uh, for the viewing audience. Like I said, Ch China shares quite a bit um, different tasks that they perform on their space station, as do uh, the crews of the ISS. So it's always fun to watch um, updates given uh, by either of those space station crews. Looks like China is building a ship to accomplish sea launches to space. Andrew Jones has a, a nice article about this. It says China is building a specially designed ship for launching rockets into space from the seas in an effort to boost its capacity to launch satellites and recover rocket stages. The 533-foot-long, 131-foot-wide new type rocket launching vessel is being constructed for use with the new China Oriental Spaceport at Haiyang, Shandong province on the eastern coast. The new ship is expected to enter service in 2022. It will feature integrated launch support equipment and be capable of facilitating launches of the Long March 11 rocket, larger commercial Smart Dragon rockets, and in the future, liquid propellant rockets, according to the social media channel for the spaceport. So, you know, um, SpaceX was talking about, and they're preparing, I think, ships for uh, launches in the Gulf of uh, Mexico down uh, Texas way. Uh, so now China is uh, putting together a ship to do uh, space launches too. So interesting how uh, these different companies are expanding all different kinds of ways to uh, increase and take care of the increased um, load of uh, space launches that they see in the near future. Chinese crewed moon mission before 2030. A uh, senior Chinese lunar scientist was quoted uh, uh, by Andrew Jones as saying, I personally think that as long as technological research for crude moon landing continue, as long as the country is determined, a Chinese crude moon landing is entirely possible by 2030. So we'll see what happens with that. So as we were talking about last week, um, the United States is, you know, the, the higher ups in the United States space industry are saying we are once again in a space race, but this time it's with China. So here's just one more indication of why they're probably saying what they said. 53 more SpaceX Starlink satellites in orbit, and that was uh, put out there on the 13th of November. They shot these uh, satellites into orbit on a Falcon 9 rocket Saturday from foggy Cape Canaveral. And not many of the um, on-the-ground type reporters who share videos and things like this normally on YouTube, those crowdfunded uh, users um, that watch these, uh, you know, live things going on uh, on YouTube. And, you, and uh, they weren't able to really get some many good shots this time because there was so much fog. So they mostly relied on the SpaceX uh, video feeds uh, to share with their crowd-controlled or crowd-funded uh, organizational um, 
visitors is what I'm going to say they are. Basically, they're, they're basically people who pay these uh, to keep these um, fans uh, that produce these videos online so they can share, you know, many of the live feeds that are not shared elsewhere. But in this case, when they sent up these 53 uh, Starlink satellites Saturday, it was so foggy that anybody who had a camera at ground level, which most of these crowdfunded uh, fans that have these YouTube-based uh, video feeds do have, those ground-based cameras, they were not usable. They just saw a bunch of fog. So SpaceX came to the rescue, of course. And um, they always do show their launches, but mostly people, you know, there's quite a few people that watch the SpaceX launches, but I think a lot more actually watch some of these other uh, crowd-funded um, organizations because they do a lot more commentary than the SpaceX uh, videos usually do. Which is not saying that in this case, it actually saved a day. So you were able to watch this Starlink launch on Saturday from foggy Cape Canaveral. And speaking of Starlink uh, and those uh, that ASAT test that Russia uh, produced all that space debris by doing, I watched um, a uh, video. I think it was Ellie in Space or something like that is the person who she does it. And she was interviewing um, Jonathan McDowell, who I follow on, uh, on Twitter because he's very knowledgeable. And he has really good information. And you'll see a lot of times I'll be retweeting his... Um, his tweets out there because he does provide Jonathan McDowell does provide a lot of good information but he was talking about um, the Starlink's also going to be uh, definitely going to be affected by this uh, Russian ASAT test and all the space debris that it caused I, and I'm at that Ellie in space she asked you know because I guess she does a lot of the videos and she follows Starlink specifically a lot of times I guess does reports news about the Starlink's so that was besides other good questions that she did ask um, this was one of the questions that was, uh, you know, about the Starlinks itself. And Jonathan did say, yes, uh, definitely, you know, Starlinks and, and a bunch of other satellites will be possibly affected uh, with possible impacts from this uh, space debris. But good stuff to listen to when you listen to these experts who know a lot. And, and Jonathan McDowell, uh, and he's uh, at Planet4589. That's his Twitter feed. If you've never read his stuff, really good stuff. Snoopy in space. NASA SLS says, buckle up, astronaut Snoopy is on board. Announced today, and this was on the 12th of November, Snoopy will ride along as the zero gravity indicator on NASA Artemis 1. Learn more about Snoopy's past missions and what's coming next here. And then they give the uh, NASA.gov link, and you can see that link on my Twitter feed. The Hubble team has successfully recovered advanced camera for surveys instrument november 7th the instrument has started taking science observations once again so hubble it was in that uh, safe mode but now it's out of the safe mode and fully functional i guess there you go spacex starship one step closer elon musk tweets out on 12 november good static fire with all six engines and there's uh different video links and Still shot links on my Twitter feed if you'd like to see that. So pretty impressive. All six engines firing off static fire of the Starship in Texas. And there was some very uh, tragic news shared. Um, very unexpected, I think. Uh, remember when Blue Origin uh, sent up William Shatner and, and three others uh, to space for that 
that previous space ride they took as a space tourists. Well, I guess um, Glenn DeVries, he was the CEO of Metadata uh, and a Blue Origin astronaut is what they say here. He, uh, he flew with William Shatner on that uh, to space last month, they're saying in the tweet. He was one of two people killed in a small, small plane crash in New Jersey, uh, I guess on the 11th. Uh, the state police confirmed it was him. So um, they've been sharing a lot of information on that. But yeah, he, he went up there. You can see him in uh, past photos with William Shatner and the other two that went up to space with him on the Blue Origin uh, rocket. But yeah, he was um, he was one of two people that was in that small plane that crashed and both both were killed. Uh, Glenn DeVries, CEO of Metadata, uh, was killed in that small plane crash. And this is kind of weird. A, a startup company, uh, they're called Spin Launch. Spin Launch. Can you guess what they just did? <laughs> they, they launched a rocket uh, by spinning this device. And uh, that's how they launched a rocket. I don't think it was, you know, didn't go to orbit or anything. But it's kind of interesting. Uh, it says a startup just launched a rocket by spinning it really fast and then letting go. So uh, if you want to read more about that, uh, there's a link on my Twitter feed. Once again, that's twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta. Spin launch. be interesting to see um, how big these rockets are and what kind of payloads they have and actually how high they get. Uh, people are just trying pretty much any way now because I'll tell you, space is the place and a lot of people know that. Well, on the 11th of November, Crew-3 uh, arrived and, uh, and docked with the International Space Station, SpaceX Space uh, X Crew-3 arrived in Crew Dragon and docked and, and boarded the space station. That's, this was the crew that was supposed to launch on Halloween, if you remember that. Uh, but they didn't because one of the crew members was uh, had some kind of a medical issue. But they're up there now. The crew 3 is up there now. And they were the crew that was being talked with, uh, talked to when you had the um, call that I, st that I started out this podcast with. That wake-up call. What a wake-up call it was. Um, so, what I'm going to do now, if you listen to the little song at the beginning of the podcast and the end of the podcast, it says, Space Cowboy, just play that drum. I'm an improvisational drummer, a freestyle drumhammer. Hand drummer is what I do, hand drumming. And um, I go to different drum circles and things. And Sometimes I lead the drum circles. Sometimes I just play along with everybody else. and It's a lot of fun. But I, yesterday I did a little garage jam for a little under 10 minutes just to do it and I recorded a little bit of it so I'd like to share that with you now if you'd like to listen to it nothing to do with space but uh, it's a lot of fun if you've ever been to a drum circle a lot of people enjoy it and uh, here you go